No, I'm just laughing because no, I I, I can tell you get a little sparkle in your no, eye. No, I, I want to say first of all, first of all. Good morning, hello. Well, yes, of course, good morning. But I feel I, like I, I sometimes I feel like I take people for granted, and I really feel like I've been taking Rick for granted. So I wanted to say on the podcast. Aww. Rick, how much we love you and how much you've done for us. And we just think the world of you. And sometimes I forget to tell you that because we're all so busy. Yeah. Last week was nice so, trying to get uh, that podcast episode on. And, and then today when. No, but, but we then when. love you, Rick. But then when I have these, these people here trying to do your job and watching them fumble through it and, <laughs> and Rick would have been done in three minutes. I, I, Rick, we just love you, man. And, and I couldn't ask for a better uh, producer. And thank you, thank you, thank you. We, we could Yes, we could ask. So, but what's really cool is Rick is, is extremely intelligent and, and also kind of nerdy. And he loves to get into things. So he has a podcast now uh -huh. that I was on. And what is that podcast called? Defined. It hasn't, hasn't come out yet. So he's coming out with a... Our, our big get is getting Renee. And once we have that... Once you get Miss Renee, you'll release them. Well, I'm excited about your podcast, sir. And then, did I read correctly that you and your show have made it in uh, little awards? Uh, we're front runners for the Critic Award, yeah. So congratulations, my friend. Congratulations. Which I'm not surprised. You're a very talented guy. So the 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 Rick Love Fest is over. I just wanted. <laughs> I. I I, no, That's all you get. I just wanted to tell you we love you, man. And, and, and Rick, sometimes because you are such a giving person and it happens to me too. I don't ask for anything. I just work. And then people tend not to say thank you because I do it out of the kindness of my heart. I think you're the same way. Rick just always makes it happen. Yes. And he always makes it look like he has it under control, even when he is so pressed for time yes. and so, so worn thin. He just, he just makes it happen. So I just wanted to tell you, Rick, that you do not go unnoticed and that we love you. So with that being said, yes, now I can make fun of you. Okay. No, you look moving right along. Go ahead. What do you want to say? No, you you are beautiful. You know. I'm gonna make fun of my ballerina bun. You are beautiful. My bright red you, lips. You know like, how much I tell you. But if you had a basket of fruit on your head right now, it it would <laughs> it would set. I need it some banana earrings. Yeah. <laughs> it would set it off. But you absolutely. I'll do it for you later. You, you absolutely look beautiful. I'll put and some fruit on my head later. I was laughing today because, um, and by the way, zero plan for this podcast. I was laughing oh, today. Oh, we have so much to talk about. So I was on the mat getting ready to do jujitsu with, with Chief, and then you walk in with containers. So then, of course, I film, I record, ah, uh, oh, more containers, right? Uh -huh. And I put it on my Instagram, and then comments come in, and most people are like, oh, ha, ha, ha. But uh -huh. this, this one dude was like, leave her alone. She's working and she's working hard. Give her a break, dude. And I'm like, first of all, I never said you don't work hard. Second of all, I will never give you a break. <laughs> third, third of all, I think that we have a great relationship because we do laugh yes. and we do make fun of each other and we yes. do give each other a hard time. Uh -huh. And I think some couples tend to be a little too sensitive and they don't treat each other like friends. Yeah. You know, the, the sensitivity, I mean like the, you making fun of me and picking on me doesn't bother me at all. What the, I think the only thing that really gets under my skin and you and I have talked about this 
is when I feel like you are speaking poorly about me to someone else. I'm like, don't throw me under the bus. I don't speak poorly about you, but no, I, I'm not. I, I mean, you, I mean, you haven't done it in forever. I like. I mean, I do tell people did you. I just you, like, that, did I just like? No, 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 no. Little by bringing it up. No, that no, I do tell people that you wear me the fuck out, and you know, but. <laughs> But that's you know, also true. It works both ways. But it, again, it is, you know, it, I love being on the road. I love doing shows and I love talking to people afterwards. And one of my favorite things is when a woman comes to me and says, oh, my God, my husband is the organizer. My husband is the, the container person. Uh-huh. The OCD. The it's OCD. OCD. That's what it but, is. But that's what I told her. I go, it is not male, female all the time. It oh, is. No. It is. It is your personality traits. Versus my personality yes, traits. Yes, absolutely. And personality traits are not, not necessarily male or female. No. However, for the most part, the female trait of organizing and containers and all that. Well, I think the but, way you're telling the story, you're depicting my characteristics in the home, which is primarily female. Yeah, and, and that joke in particular where I go, look, we're different people. She is yeah. this, I'm this, we're this, we're that. And in that joke, I think that you do see that, oh... Even though I poke fun, it does turn out to be a good team. Yes. Right? Because I am not organized, and you are. Yeah. And that helps. Uh-huh. I am the bigger picture guy. You're the details. Oh, my God. Right? If you're on the road and I come out to meet you, that hotel room is a disaster. Well, it's weird because I, I like it, at my house, I want everything perfect. And the hotel, I'm like, fuck it. Less. I'm like, fuck <laughs> it. I don't give a shit. Right? Um but it is definitely my standup is more about my personality versus your personality. Yes. You know, and sometimes your personality is more conducive to somebody else who happens to be male. Does that make sense? Say that one more time. Cause I think I know what you're saying, but say it one more time. That sometimes your traits can be male more traits. More male dominant. Yes. You know can what? be. My, my girlfriend, Amy said this the other day in the car. She said, the way her friendships are, she's she is male in her approach to friendships in that. And I thought that was so interesting because I was like, oh, actually, I think I kind of am too. Like, we don't call constantly. We don't have to have big old long conversations. But when we call each other, we know, hey, I'm here if you need me. You're here. You're there if I need you. Good. We're right. Good. Well, and but you look at somebody like like Gabriel Leal and, and Lori Leal. Lori, in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, Miss Lori, but Lori is the more assertive, hey, I want to do this this weekend. And Gabe is so cool about, hey, man, whatever. Yeah. Right? Gabe has a, I'm down, sure, why not? And Lori's like, we're going to Enchanted Rock, and then we're going here. And then, right, am I right or wrong? Yes, and it's because he knows that I'm not going to give up and I'm going to win anyway, so he might as well just give in. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> That's what how many years of marriage will do? That's. That is, years of marriage. That is Why mo- waste time? That Let's is most. Go enjoy the trip I want to have. What did Gigi say? <laughs> Agree with me. Agree yes. with me. Agree with me. Agree with me. But I mean, I would say that that you know it, it cracks me up when people go, "Oh, don't make fun of her," and it's like, no, that is our relationship. Yeah. And I think that we have a great relationship because well, we, it, well, it we, helps that you making fun of me also pays the bills. I'm, I, I mean, that helps enjoy it yeah, so helps much too. if it didn't pay the bills. Yeah. I don't know. But but I don't know. It, I, I think a sense of humor is very important to you. Yes. You know, I think that that me being funny is important to you. And, yeah. that, and I've just loved watching you get funnier. Yeah. Like you've gotten funny and you've learned to like. 
pick up on puns and pick up on yeah. on wordplay and all the things that comedians do because you've been around comedians. I've been around comedy for a while for now. for so long, yeah. right? Um, but also, and be, but also because of that, I have a very firm understanding of what a difficult art it is, and I have so much respect for it. I would I would never attempt it. But you know, and I mean, no offense to your family, but your family's not funny. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. They're not funny. <laughs> but the weird part about my family is both sides. Everyone is funny. Take a lot of pride in being yes. funny. And like being the one to have the next zinger. Right. Yeah. Rebecca, is your family funny or? They're silly, but weird. But weird? <laughs> do, they're, they're kooky. Do you find that your sense of humor has improved working here? Uh, it's changed a bit, but. She's like, it's dirtier <laughs> now. <laughs> more blue and vulgar she's like i'm always looking for the dick jokes Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but but you would you say that your sense of humor has evolved a little bit here um, she's like you think you're evolved steve that's i didn't say i was involved i'm saying that yourself? the sense of humor that you had before working here is it different now that you do work here We show different colors to different people. Yeah, she's How, more vulgar with you is what she's saying. <laughs> so Rebecca is not in a relationship, but... What, Why are we talking about No, no, Rebecca's because I have a question for status. her. Okay. Is a sense of humor important to you in a relationship? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Somebody that's funny or yeah. just being able to joke? Um, Actually, now that you mention it, everyone I dated before you was, there weren't that many, but the guys I dated before you were all funny. Oh, you had to they have They might like, not have been the smartest or the best looking, but they were all funny. And, and your, your tradition continues. I am not the smartest <laughs> and I am not the best looking, but I have great calves um, <laughs> and I'm funny, <laughs> but it hasn't changed. Uh, I don't, you know, and for me, you know, what, what, what I thought was important uh -huh. is still important. But not as much, like, of course, I'm into beautiful women, you know, and, and you happen to be beautiful. But I really enjoyed the fact that, that you were so tough when yeah. it came to jokes. Mm. Like, I could joke with you without you getting, <laughs> and why did you say that? Wilting and, away. And that hurt my feelings. And I can't, you know, yeah. and you, you are such a strong woman that there's not much, very little makes you mad. Yeah. When it comes to jokes. Yeah. Very little. And whatever your parents did to raise you, I would like Delilah to be the same way. But it's know. so funny then, because then you're also like, you're so cold hearted. I wish you were like more emotional. And I'm like, well, which one do you want? Do you want me to be like a sensitive little flower or tough? Which is a great point when it comes to relationships, right? And, and it, you know, you're not going to, if you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Yeah. Right. And that, right. I think that is, that rings true in, in a relationship. Yeah. Right. You want good looks. They're probably not funny, honey. <laughs> you want a good looking guy. They're not. I have a friend and practically a cousin and people that know me and my family probably know who I'm talking about. But he's he is extremely good looking uh -huh. friend of mine. Yes. You know him. And I remember, you know, he's not very funny, uh -huh. but I remember being out with him and these girls are like talking to Fawning us. Fawning over him. They're talking to us, but they're like, you know, fanning themselves with how handsome my friend is, right? And it was always happening. Anytime we were together, girls would be like, oh my God, yeah. right? And he's got this kind of Keanu Reeves 
kind of a, a thing about him, right? Uh-huh. And I remember this girl goes, if you would just stop talking, I'd make out with you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like, like, and he was like, I remember he just looked at him and he was like, dude, what's your problem, bro? And I'm like, stop talking. Right. And for me, it's like, I need to continue to talk so that maybe she'll make out with me. <laughs> but, but, it was, but there, you know, I'm, you know, I always tell people, man, if you see a comedy poster and those comics are very good looking, yes. don't go to the show. Yeah. Most like, I can't think of, it's like Tatum Channing or Channing Tatum. I always mix up his first yeah. and his last name, trying to do comedy. I'm trying to think, are there any very handsome, funny people? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan's funny. Yeah. Rebecca was like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> She literally bit her lip. Mm. So Rebecca has a type. <laughs> yeah, no, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is definitely. He's good looking and funny. He is, but he's not a stand-up. No. But he is funny. Not a stand-up. Um, and the the guy he owns the new soccer team with or whatever, Rob M- McElhaney, or what's his last name? Is he a comic? He's cute, too. He's not a comic, but he's cute. He's funny. He's Always funny. sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, let's stop talking about cute, <laughs> cute funny guys. I, I thought they didn't exist, but <laughs> apparently they do. No, I had on my list. And I'm not, my top five. So I'm not, going. I'm, not, I'm kidding. I'm not happy about it. <clears throat> uh, but Gabe has a good sense of humor, right? You guys laugh a lot together? Yeah. Gabe loves to laugh. Yeah. Gabe, Gabe loves. He dies laughing at every single thing you do. <laughs> he loves it's it. <laughs> <laughs> we man, we had so growing up, man. I'd make Gabe laugh. All, I mean, and then our jokes would just get so like. There's nothing better than best friend or cousin uh-huh. humor. Yes. Because you can just take it so like. If you joined us later that afternoon, you would be like. What the fuck are y'all laughing? <laughs> because the inside joke got more inside and more uh-huh. inside and more, and we've taken it so well, far. Well, no, it then just becomes giggles. You guys, it just turns into a giggle fest, and you're not even saying. <laughs> no, me and Gabe would just, just look giggling. at each other, and we're just <laughs> laughing, and both of you ladies are like, "The fuck is y'all's problem?" <laughs> right? Um, but no, no, I don't know how we ended up here. But loving on Rick is how we ended up here. Yeah. We had an amazing podcast last week. Yeah, I was really, really so, so happy uh, with how it turned out and so touched by everyone's support. I, I, man, I, uh, again. It my, was beautiful. It was just like the whole evening was so beautiful and was such a different experience. I have to say, I was like, I was really feeling the pressure because the Christmas podcast was such a success. Um, we were able to get Jose Trevino, you had Bill Goldberg, the wrestler there. I mean, we had some big names to draw people in and we had great auction items. And I was like, holy cow, am I going to be able to get auction items for this event? And, um, well, and, and I stepped back and I kind of was like, this is you, your, yeah, your you event. You go handle it. And I was like, do people like me as much as they like Steve? Am I gonna are they oh, gonna baby. give me auction items? No, they like, like they know? like they like you more. You you are you are a a beautiful soul and such a good person. And I and I don't think you realize how many people love you 
and care about you and look after you. And, well, and thank you. And I, I was so touched because I just was randomly reaching out to people, sending text messages. And Kristen Johnson, who shoots our family photos, she was so sweet. Not only did she donate something, but she also rounded us up well, like it, two other items. And then I felt bad because I chose a really bad time <laughs> to thank the McCutcheons and it made a little bit of confusion. So we were give well, first of all, for those of you that don't know, the Mother's Day podcast last week was not only a celebration of mothers, but we were also raising money for foster children here in New Braunfels. Yes, the organization is New Braunfels Angels, but also to the people who saw it last week, it is a nationwide organization. We just raised money for our local chapter. For the local chapter here. And we had, Renee had a girlfriend of hers reach out and say that her grandfather was an orphan. And her grandfather... Um, lost his parents. Not only did he lose his parents, he, during the depression, during the depression, he then turned his life around from nothing to not having parents to to becoming one of the most successful businessmen in our area, if not maybe the state. Yeah, very very hardworking guy, and has turned out to be very very successful. And his fa- his family still honors him. So when they found out that we were doing this, her mother, who was his daughter. Mm-hmm went out to a local jewelry store, bought $2,000 earrings, and donated them. So I'd like to give a shout-out yes, to them. Yes, to Sue Ingram, to the Ingram family. To the Ingram family for doing that. And, and I screwed up because, for whatever reason, I Your feel... Your ADD brain. No, you were just talking about other but stuff. I feel like the McCutcheons are mm-hmm. a lot like Rick, where they're always doing stuff, and they don't ask for anything. Yeah. And every event in town... They're there donating. Every event in town, they are buying that expensive table. And I just found, I wanted to catch a moment to tell the McCutcheons, who you guys have seen on this podcast, gosh, like, thank you for, like, it must be a lot of weight to carry that they're they're prominent business people here in town, and they always show up to everything. Well, we know how much you always get hit up for stuff. So I'm sure they do too. So at the same time that we had the earrings out, I was telling Sarah and the McCutcheons how much we love them. And there was a little bit of confusion. So I want to make it very clear that the Ingrams helped us raise $3,000. And I just want to thank them. And, and, and what, what you're starting, what I'm starting to see that there's a pattern and the pattern is that foster, you know, every woman that you meet that fosters says, Oh my, <coughs> my mom fostered. Yes. <coughs> you know, <coughs> we come from a family that fostered. Uh huh. That that right? understands what that what that is. So I just admire that, and and the, and it's so interesting to say that that you don't realize the kinds of traditions and and things in your life that you can then teach your children. Yeah. Right. You know, I hope that me and you are teaching our children to be blessed but to give those blessings back. Yeah. Right? So I think that that's what these foster moms are doing is that they saw other kids being blessed or they were in the foster system. I mean, it's a level of social work. I think it's people who come from families where the parents do some sort of social work. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful thing to see. And and I hope that our kids, you know, see us trying to give back. And, yeah. and it was just so overwhelming because... 
not only was it a, a, a successful event, my, my biggest concern when uh -huh. we do these things yeah. is are people having a good time? This one, I think people had a great time. That's my only it, concern. It was, a, it was a wonderful event. My my only concern is, did you come out? Did you have fun? Did you enjoy the night with us? Yes. You know, and, and I was so nervous because I kept saying, like, one of the things we went back and forth with after the Christmas podcast was we had comics. We had like two or three comics come on stage before we did the podcast, and you don't see that when you watch the podcast. But the feedback we got from the people after the event was we really loved that. We enjoyed having live comedy. Entertainment. Yes. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, we got to bring that back. And I kept telling Lori, I was like, Lori, we got to, who's, so, what comics are we going to get? And she's like, Steve doesn't want them. And I'm like, what are we going to do? Well, no, me and Lori had a plan. Sunny had, Sunny had reached out and said, hey, you know, the, the mariachis campanas. I believe that's uh, the Campanas name. de America. Campanas yes. de America. He said they would like to donate <clears throat> their time. And come out and perform. So I wanted that to be a surprise for you. It was amazing. So not only did we have Willie Alvarado, who, God, look him up. His voice is stunning. Yeah. Amazing, amazing talent. God, man. Yeah, that's a God. So gift. he sang. You knew about that. Yes. And then there's these backsliding doors, and I open them up, and a full mariachi and band. That was so cool to see came the doors out. open and them come out. And I actually had never seen um, the harp. mariachis with a harp before. Oh my God, that thing was awesome, dude. Um, and you don't get to see that in the podcast episode either, but he came up and he put, they had me sit down and he put um, the harp like right next to me. Well, he had and you come and sit down. He was yes. like, This is for you. Like, Look at my fingers. Yes, it was like a harp strip tease almost. And I was like, I told, I told, uh, I told Renee's girlfriends and our, our soccer, our baseball moms, I said, if he starts doing that shit with his tongue, I'm kicking him out. <laughs> I am kicking him out. But we, so then we kicked it off with the mariachis. And then again, you know, I, I got to figure out the sound. We got to have better sound. Well, I and I got to figure sound, it out. This time, the sound for the podcast was a little better. Was, was good. People could hear. But I'm saying in the room. But in the room, you it know. was tough. So we got to work on that. For our, uh, That's the one thing that, that I think um, that we had trouble with. The challenge and then, of a live podcast. You know, Los Fantanas. Gosh, man. If you're, if you're pulling through New Braunfels, go to Los Fantanas. Very unique menu. They have quail they have i mean it's it's kind of mediterranean if yeah. you will uh mexican food and it's delicious i, say, I don't know if i would describe it as mediterranean well, but because it is like not mediterranean like veracruz there you go very veracruz they, they do like the mango ceviche they do the the um the seafood caldo uh -huh. right anyway Thank you, Los Fontanas. For Delilah's not swim teacher this morning, she told me, she goes, I'd never been at that restaurant, Renee. The food was so good. I said, yeah, he's got two locations here in town. And he was so generous. He was going to discount the food. And then Israel ended up saying, you know what? This is such a great cause. He donated. He said, don't worry about the food. I just have to cover my staff for the night. For the tip. Yep. So we ended up um, raising very close to $30,000. I think we're, I think we're, I don't know the final numbers. I think we're somewhere more around the 20,000. No, 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 no. We were 27 when I left. I thought we were 17. No, 27. Oh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to go back in. We're going to have to find out. But, but regardless, Carrie emailed oh me. Oh my God. Carrie was, uh, she, she, I, I almost cried three times. <laughs> and one time was because Carrie was like so overwhelmed and, and she just kept, I would see her walking around back there and she had this like. I mean, it looked like she she was so in shock of what yeah. was happening, and and she goes, our <laughs> she goes, our gala that we do to raise money 
did not raise as much money as you guys did. Yeah. So that money is going to go to the local foster care system here in New Braunfels. Well, she, no, she told me, she emailed me back the morning after and she said that it, she, she emailed me in the afternoon, the next afternoon. And she said, it has been the most amazing morning of calling families who are on the wait list and telling them that we have a spot for them here in our program. Um, so I just thought that was so cool. It's a, it's a, it is a, an amazing thing. I mean, it's just one of those things where you just go, you know, it, it, it took a effort, of course. Yeah. We want to do the podcast. We like doing it live. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. But to also be able to raise money like that. Yeah. To really make a but difference. But it speaks volumes about our community. You know, that we... We have a great community. And, and you know, through baseball, we have gathered so many great baseball parents, you know... Um, Friends in our neighborhood, so many people from our neighborhood came out. I mean, even though this baseball season has been a fucking nightmare <laughs> with certain situations, and, and God, it's been a disaster with um, this season. And, and it was crazy because there were the parents on our team before that knew who we are, not just as comedians, but as people. Yeah. And then we, we had a whole other group join, and then we had all this crazy shit happen and people not truly understanding who me and you were. I love the fact that, you know, that night, several of those other moms were like, oh, wow. We didn't know this about you and Renee, yeah. that you guys like doing stuff like this. That's amazing. I'm like, yeah, I'm not a bad person. <laughs> I know that people fucking in our baseball team think that I'm a problem. I'm not, but it's yeah. been a fucking disaster. Anyway, it, it turned out to be a beautiful night and, and the baseball moms got, I talked to Travis. He goes, dude, he was like, I was up. Well, so Tuesday night, we had a haul ass. We ended up, well, so we don't, we haven't talked about this in the first. On top of everything else, we're planning this event and we can't take a shower because our house has no running water. <laughs> we can't flush oh, the toilets. It, we can't shower. We have everyone who comes to work here in our home and we're all getting buckets out of the pool to flush the toilet. <laughs> And like I said, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. Hold on. So, this is a great call. Hold on. Uh, Johnny Sanchez, you're on the podcast. Hey, buddy. Uh, what? <laughs> we're, we, we're right in the middle of the podcast. Johnny, uh, we're just about to talk about you uh, and, our, and our great weekend, buddy. Oh, my God. What a, dude. Well, you know that the flight back for me was brutal, though, right? The the one the one I went on my own was like three hour delayed. Well, why are you I, mad at Why are you mad at me? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> move, move to Texas, hey, I gotta guys. yell at somebody, dude. No, check this out. I had a two and a half hour layover, and then the, then it became a three hour delay on top of that. Oh, I sat at, dude. I sat at that airport for five hours. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, Johnny. Oh. That sucks. Oh my God! I had nothing to do with it. It was the maintenance thing again, and uh, but I was lucky to get on, dude. They were gonna cancel the flight because oh. of some dude. That's what I said. So uh, anyway, I was dude. Sunday I was so dead. Yesterday I was still tired. But what a fun, what a fun weekend, man. That was a lot of fun. Did you did you tell? Did you talk about the? The dude? That not, yet. Yes. not yet. Not yet. We're not that. That's why we were gonna get there, buddy. We we're gonna get there. Okay, you're gonna get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no worries. No worries. Um, uh, well, listen, man. I don't want to keep you. You know, I want you to. Um, oh, wait a minute, man. Somebody wants to say hi real quick. Hold on, real quick. I think you know this guy. Hold on. 
Orale, wait, wait, wait. I'm on the air. What, homie? Oh, it's Orale, Little Joker Orale. from Matt TV. Hey. Not, not to Hernandez, aka Little Joker. Check it out, What's hey? Let me get a shout out to my family, homie. Okay. Go Raiders. Orale, what's up, hey? All right, that's enough. With that guy. That's enough. Get him All off right. the phone, bro. Get him off the phone. Anyway, listen. We'll talk later, man. Uh, have a great podcast. Love you, buddy. Oh, that was Johnny, man. He's he's so great, you know. And and this was his first weekend out on the road with you, right? Well, we had some of the a long time ago. We would do stuff but together. But I mean, recently, like this tour, yes. was this the first weekend? But we're gonna get to Johnny. Let's okay. let's let's uh, let's. Where were we? What were we talking about? The Mother's Day podcast. Yes. Still? Yes. Um, no, it was just awesome. And Kyla was there braiding mom's hair and putting Kyla Ramirez, my girlfriend, and putting flowers in the hair. So that was just beautiful too, to just, see all these women. Oh man, it was a, it was a a, a, a truly, truly a beautiful night. And then that night, that's what we're, oh, no water. Oh, no water. That's what we were talking about. So we were like, why are we going to come back to our house that has no water? So we have, we, we have a water well here at our house. We do not have city water. We have a water well, and it has truly been a learning process. For yeah. me, how to maintain like, how it. to maintain it and how it all works, and then shocking the well, and then because it's well water, um, there's a sulfur smell to it that smells kind of like rot- rotten eggs. So then I have a filtration system. Two. I'm getting to that. I have a filtration system so that when it comes out of the water, and then from there it goes into an to our house. Then it gets filtered in our house. Then it goes through a black light to kill all the bad shit uh, system. Anyway, it's really been a learning process. Yeah. However, I am still not on the, at the point where I go, fuck it, I want city water. I love having a water well. However, we put in a new pump because it had clogged up. <clears throat> that pump is now clogged up. So now... Less than a year later. Yeah, yes, less than a year later. So it clogged up wasn't working then i'm building a driveway that goes out there so as the pump is breaking i can't get a truck out there until the concrete's poured and cured and it's raining it's and it's raining thunderstorm so we finally figured out the problem we are now disinfecting or cleaning the whole well today is a week without water yes but thank God for great neighbors. I'm good, yeah. I, I got to shower today. Mike and Christina are the freaking best neighbors you could have. And he was like, dude, just steal our water. So we took water from him, put it in our tanks, and we now have water. And then tomorrow we should be good. So, yeah. But Tuesday night, we decided, okay, I got to be, in, I gotta be in, in Corpus Christi, Texas to do the rodeo. The next day. The anyway. next day on Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. So we had... The oh. nanny come and meet us at the venue with the car packed and the kids loaded. And as soon as the Mother's Day podcast was over, we kind of wrapped up what we needed to. Oh my gosh. Dude, and then, and then Miss Lori was there helping and Kyle was helping and Rebecca, Timmy was Timmy, helping. Rebecca I mean, came with us. Jake, of course, like Jake's always, comes always, always comes in clutch. And well, because Jake was at the Mother's Day event too, just kind of being an extra set of hands and then went to Corpus for the But you have the promoters, which is Buck Day's. Yes. The parade people and the and the festival people for the city. And then you have the venue. Those are two separate things. We're turning in backstage passes and tickets to Bug Days. Bug Days is not communicating with the venue. The venue doesn't know what's going on. 
my dad's calling because half my friends want to go backstage and then my cousins are calling. And, it's, it and was it's a huge venue. Huge it's venue. not like come around the back door right here. It's like a massive venue. And even even my folks were like, because they had you know seats in their tickets and they, same thing, can we have some friends? Can we bring them backstage? I was like, um, you can, but I don't know where your seats are and I don't know how to get you there. And once you come out, I don't know how to get you back here. I was Dude, like, like, I am Lori's trying to solve problems. Timmy's trying to solve problems. Kyle's trying to solve problems. Rebecca's chasing children around. Me and you are trying to entertain. And Garrett's you know, mutton busting before you Garrett's go Garrett's going to mutton bust. Garrett's got to change. Garrett's going to sing. Delilah wants her daddy. You know, and daddy, daddy. And I'm like, dude, yeah, I got to go on And stay. we always like, need sight of where the nearest restroom is. <laughs> but man, it was, I was so nervous. Like, I haven't been nervous in so long. Someone asked me if you were nervous. And I said, he doesn't really get nervous. I, I, I was, I'm not nervous about getting on stage. I'm not nervous about my material. I was nervous because I'd never done a situation like that. So what happens is the rodeo rings in the center. They bring the stage down. They put 160 seats. That's it. It's in front of me. in the ceiling. The stage. Yeah. And then it comes down onto the dirt. They put 160 seats in front of me, but we sold almost 6,000 tickets. Well, that was my concern too, is everyone filled down, but then you have this a huge gap. whole open area, and then it's the, the back of the arena. So my concern was, does this work for stand-up? Right. Yeah. That's my, yeah. that's why I was worried. Yes. You know, and thank God for Steve Simone, because Steve Simone is such a pro. Right. And, and, and people were like, Ooh, he had a hard time in the beginning. I'm like, he did, but if he would not have been a pro, he would have he built, would not have been able to handle that. Situation. He wouldn't have been able to handle the situation. He, and he had, he had them finally at the end, they yeah. were, they were on his side, but he only had 15 minutes. But you also, that, yes, you only have 15 minutes and you have people who have been watching a rodeo and it's loud. Oh, I don't go on stage experience. until on a Wednesday night till nine 30 and they've been there since seven. Yeah. Three hours of watching a rodeo yeah. to then watch an opening act to then finally I go on stage. Yeah. And then that was my other concern is, Oh my God, are there people here for the rodeo and not me? Oh, you know, I, right? haven't, I haven't had a chance to tell you. I, um, you went on to your road gig, but the kids and I stayed in Rockport, and I ran into um, one of our neighbors, Kendall, and he was there, and he just, he said, I was so, so proud and so, so happy for Steve. He was enjoying watching everyone around him. He had the same concerns you did. He was like, how is this going to go over? Do people know people? Um, do, you know, do people know what they're getting into? He had friends who had never seen you before, who, who didn't know you. And they were like, oh my gosh, I have to watch all of this guy's stuff. And he said, everyone around him was totally into it. And they, he said they were on the other side of the arena too. Right. And he said, no, people were into it. They were engaged. They were laughing. They were hitting their spouses. Awesome. Everybody was all about it. And more people came in after the rodeo. Like you drew more people after That's the radio. Awesome. Wasn't well, people leaving, and it was then, people coming in. And then, you know, what was really cool, and, and you guys met him here on the podcast, Josh Frost was writing in that rodeo. I was laughing because um, in the rodeo before that, it basically qualified him for the finals. The rodeo before that, he won $50,000, right? Yeah. And it's crazy how they announce, they're like, this guy, Josh Frost, he's... He's made over a million dollars this year, right? I told Josh, I go, that would be the weirdest feeling. Yeah. Right? That after my show, they take a picture of me and my big check. 
living your lottery check. Look what I made, guys. Right? But that's what they do with rodeo guys. Like, he had to take a picture with his $50,000 that he won the two days before. Uh-huh. And then, of course, Bug Days puts it on the social media. Yeah. And I'm like, well, fuck, man. What if every job did that? Right? Like, you, put, you hold your check up. Look what I did. Right? Yeah. It was just the weirdest thing. But it was cool that that night, he was the only one to... to Stay on eight seconds. To stay on eight seconds. You know what was so cool? So they, Buck Days, put us like right above the shoots. So the kids and I were able to literally see them get on the bull and like oh my come gosh. out and you could oh, feel. Get, dude, Garrett and I were next to the, we could smell the bull. Well, so when the gate would fling open, it would hit on this other you side. Feel it. And we were the platform above that and you would like feel it shake. But um, I remember when Josh and his wife were on the podcast and she was talking about how she was seeing Josh's mental coach or what did, I can't remember what she referred to him as, but I felt like Josh was a different person. Oh, a thousand percent. When he gets on, even when he gets off that bull for a second, you can tell he is like still in the zone. Josh is one of the most humble human beings I've ever met. Yeah. You meet the guy and he's very, very um, sweet Uh and very humble, very quiet, very kind. Yeah. Um, but when he gets off that bull, he he's doesn't, a different person. He doesn't walk around with his chest puffed out. He doesn't. Oh, when he got off yeah, that that's bull, that's what I mean. Did, he was a that's different what's, like, person. He got off, yeah. and he was proud and somewhat braggadocious. A showman, and, yeah. Oh, let's go, right? But I can imagine after fucking riding a bull for eight seconds that the your adrenaline's rush. rushed, right? Yeah. But that was cool for me to watch. That that it was crazy. If you don't see. know him, you would think, God, but you that guy's super intense. And he's not he's like just that. kind and sweet yeah. and and almost meek. He's almost like, hey, man, thank you. And yeah. just very sweet. So it was, it was really cool to see him, you know, get prepared and do his show. Uh-huh. Right. And do what he's really good at. Yeah. And me to be able to walk on stage. And then Garrett sang. You know, Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA. Oh, I got so many Instagram messages from people who, like, got video of it. And I'm people always, who said it, he made me cry. Oh, I'm always so proud when he sings. But that night, to hear, I mean, people pulled their phones out and turned their lights on. That I mean, was it really was, cool to see. I mean, I, I rarely ever, you know, take the time on stage. I'm usually very professional. I'm like, all right, well, that was Garrett Trevino. Thank you, guys. But, man, I like, I got on a knee and gave him the biggest hug because... It was just a real proud daddy moment yeah. for me, and and to see his face on the big old I was huge in the middle. Yeah, and to be seven years old and to perform in on that, that stage in front of six thousand people—that's pretty yeah. fucking awesome. And yeah. but on the you on, know what I thought was so funny, just really quick, do you, the, literally the day before we're watching his little school performance, and he is like. So serious. He wasn't into and, like, it. Yeah. Saying all the words. And then like there's other kids who are like doing all the dancing and the hand movements around him. And he's just like, well, he was also his foot and being really serious. He was also disappointed because he did not get a solo. Well, no one did. I know. There were no solos. Because nowadays, God forbid, one kid gets a solo <laughs> and then the other kid doesn't oh, get a solo. I don't know how you think do that. And then but the I mom thought... bitches, why did he get a solo? My kid's talented. It's a fucking disaster. Now. I just thought it was funny um, that at his school performance, he was so like, it was only in front of the kids at school. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was because it was the kids from school. But he I was, mean, like, he is getting so too cool for school. But one of my favorite things, and you're going to hate that I say this, is that. He failed miserably at Mutton Busting. 
Oh. You know, and, and Garrett has done mutton busting twice. And Garrett truly is a very tough kid. Yeah. Not only is he tough, he's very strong. He's athletic. And everything that fucking kid does. He wants to do well. He, no, but he does everything well. He's, you know, really good at baseball. He's really good at football. He's, he's very, very good at the things that he does. And, and even like when we're playing pickleball, the kid's one of the only kids out there that can really play pickleball because he, he just picked it up. Yeah. Right? So when he did the mutton busting, yeah, he was ready. He was like, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Dad, I'm going to win. And he got the, again, poor kid drew the worst sheep. <laughs> I will tell. I will say that that sheep was rowdy. He dude. couldn't even get on it in the thing. The, in the shoot, they like, turn it around. They had to turn him around the right. So way as to get soon out. as they opened the gate, that freaking um, uh, sheep hung a left and knocked him off. And poor kid was devastated. But I was like, you know what? You need a little humble pie every once in a while. Yeah. And you need to know what it feels like to not be good at something. You need to know what it feels like to lose. I'm curious you know? to see if he wants to mutton bust again. Because <laughs> we have the one Dude, here in, in um, New Braunfels in September. One of the things that I drive into his brain yeah. all the time is hard work and never quit, right? And I always tell him, if you want to be the best, yeah. you have to practice. And you have to put in the time. So immediately he goes, find me a practice sheep. <laughs> he goes, I got to practice. I got to practice, Dad. Where can I practice? I got I to gotta win. And I'm like, buddy, hey, you know what? Maybe mutton busting is not your thing. Yeah. And maybe you lost. No. Find me a sheep to practice with. So I, I love the fact that he, he got beat and he lost and he knew, he found out what it feels like to be bad at something. Yeah. And lose. Yet he still said, I'm going to, let's go. Yeah. You know, even the first time he did it, he, this was two years ago. He was only five and he got stepped on his chicken nuggets. <laughs> Yeah, the sheep stepped on my chicken nuggets. <laughs> That's what he calls them, chicken nuggets. <laughs> he goes, they stepped on my chicken nuggets. Right? Um, so, But even then, after that, he still had the um, the courage to do it again. Yeah. And want to win. So that's what made me proud uh, about it. But I was happy that he lost. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know. And a big old arena like that, too. Like, when he did it here in our little county fair, it's, a, you know, a little wooden, wooden bleachers and a small venue. This was And he told me, he goes, busting. I go, son, I'm proud of you. And he goes, no, you're not. I go, I'm proud of you. And he goes, you would have been more proud if I had won. I said, no, 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 big difference. I said, I would have been very happy for you had you won. I said, my pride for you is the same. I'm so proud of you that you had the courage to get back on. I'm proud of you that you don't want to quit and that you're not giving up. That pride is the same. Would I have been happier if you would have won? Had we been high-fiving and laughing and having a good time? Yes, but that doesn't change how much pr more proud I would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same with baseball, man. I mean, yes, Garrett is the shortstop and probably the best defender on the team, but Garrett's not the best hitter. Yeah. Garrett doesn't hit the best, right? And yeah. that doesn't change that I don't think he, I'm not proud of him. Right. Well, listen, you when know, he comes home with that end of the year report card, we got to make a big deal out of that too. He's kicking we're, ass. We're going to go celebrate that too. Um, but it was a wonderful experience. <clears throat> then Thursday off, me, you, and the family in Rockport, um, the golf cart shit the bed, the Captain Evil golf cart. So 
I was had to figure that out. Oh, but Harbor, I gotta say, Harbor Carts, thank you. They picked it up in the morning, fixed it, brought it back in the evening. So that you could use it. I didn't get to use yes. it, but um, and then I got to fish with Garrett in the evening, and then off to um, Wisconsin. Yes, dude. First, well, Milwaukee always great, great town. I've never done either one. Milwaukee's a great town. Yeah, and the show was absolutely phenomenal. A great we, town for adults, or you think a Cool with kids too. It's one of those, to me, a famous American city. Yeah. Right. It's Milwaukee. Yeah. You know. Um, I think beer. Beer, right? The brewers. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, would it be a great town to visit if on on a whim or if we're on tour and it works out? Yes. Not go out of your way to go to Milwaukee, but Wisconsin people are just as friendly, if not more friendly, than Texans. Yeah. Super friendly people. Super nice people. Um, the shows were amazing. People are always polite when I go to Milwaukee and, and just great people. And, and the show was freaking awesome. And then afterwards, Miss um, Lori, I don't know why she did that, babe, but she made us stay in a hotel casino. casino. She made us. She books there the hotel. There were no other rooms available. Nope. I'm sure that was the only place. She, she insisted. Could find she insisted. And uh, as long as you can lay your weary head, babe. Dude, I don't even know if I should tell this story. Oh my God. Johnny and I get there. We set up uh, within two minutes of us starting to play craps. The guy, a guy behind us on a blackjack table falls over and dies. Is this a joke? How do you know? I mean, I, I guess because the paramedics and everyone, we, we didn't know what to do. Talk about killing the vibe. You say Captain Evil ruins the energy at the table. What did <laughs> like, you I mean the first, the first 10 minutes you're like, Oh, this guy's drunk fell off his chair because uh-huh. he wasn't even that old, yeah. right? And then you're playing craps and then you're like, okay, paramedics are coming. Oh, shit. What right? did everyone do? They just like left him there on the floor? No, no, no. Like immediately security came. I, here's what I'll say to move on because it was fucked up. It was fucking crazy. But here's what I will say to all the first responders. Yeah the effort that they put in to try to save this man's life was beautiful to watch and to think that these people do this daily. So when things got real, mm-hmm. I left. Yeah. Cause I was like, okay, he's not drunk there. So then they bring these little partitions to put around him Right. And paramedics and everybody's there. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Right. So me, Johnny and, and, and Timmy, we go and, and we sit at the bar, take a break from gambling. Right. Have some drinks. Yeah. And then we kind of wander off and fuck around a little bit. And we play a little bit of slots and then we're laughing, having drinks. An hour later, there's, we walk past the paramedics are still working on this guy. Now they've got things attached to him. I mean, yeah. for an hour and a half, these amazing, amazing first responders worked their butts off to try yeah. to save this guy's life. And it made me go, it gave me faith, right? And it, and it, and it makes you realize that somebody, somebody's life is in your hands. Yeah. But this is your job. 
every day. Yeah. I could imagine that it would get like, look, he's dead. Let's go. You know what I mean? It, it, like to where you go, I just, yeah, I've been here before. It's not worth trying. No. The effort that these first responders put in, because it was, it was shocking to me yeah. that probably an hour later, when we walked past again, I was like, oh my God, they're well, still trying. Well, at the trying. same time, they, they must also experience miracles, moments that catch them by surprise too. Right. But it was just beautiful to see the effort and the passion in which these first responders were trying to save this guy's life. Yeah. You know, um, so we left, went to bed. We got to be in, in um, Green Bay. Go to Green Bay. Lori puts us in another casino. I was so pissed. On the wrong night. Oh, yeah, you did fuck that up. I wasn't going to say that, Lori, but <laughs> yes, we did not have rooms when we got there. Um, but Oh, funny. The, the casino still had extra rooms? No, actually, it was, it was a Marriott, and it literally was walking distance to the, oh, to the airport. Oh, like, there's a casino and a Marriott? And you could walk to the airport. It was perfect. So, oh. Laura, you could not have picked a better situation. And even if there was other hotels, I would have been mad at you because I'd have been like, "Why wouldn't you put us there so we can walk to the to the to the airport?" Anyway, get an Uber to go to the venue. The guy picks us up, and and he was like, "You guys okay?" And me and Johnny were like, "Yeah, I, I don't know if we are, man. Like last night, we're playing craps. Some dude died. Yeah, right." And he goes, "Oh, I work at that casino. It happens every day." I go, what? He goes, at least two, three times a week. Somebody dies in our casino. What? And I Why? was like, what? That, that's my thing. And he goes, dude, he's like, we attract a lot of old, old people. Most of them are smokers. Most of them are drinkers. Yeah. You know, he was like, yeah. He's like, two, three times a week. Somebody dies. Living life hard. I go, how come I never see it? And they go, well, he goes, they do a really good job of... And then I, now that I remember, like, at the other one, okay. they brought in these partitions. Yeah. Right? They brought in these little, these little things to cover everything. Yeah. And they had security all around it. Right? So if you, I, I would assume. If you, don't, if you didn't see it happen. If you didn't you see what happened, you're just walking by going, oh, they're fixing something or whatever. Um, and, and I think, well, shit, maybe how many times are we in Vegas that we walk by something yeah. and not even realize that, that something serious is going on. Yeah. But I think it's safe to say that the guy crapped out <laughs> too soon. No, no, you're laughing. You're laughing. You're laughing and you're laughing. I get uncomfortable. I make bad jokes. Yes, you do. You are notorious for making bad <laughs> jokes when you're uncomfortable. And like, I don't even know how to say no, because when I do it, when I get to a place where I'm getting emotional, I'm like, okay, say something funny. Say something funny. Say something funny. <laughs> <laughs> Crapped out. He shouldn't have doubled down. <laughs> so bad. Um, so, but uh, this was the first time in, in a very long time that, that I got to hang out with Johnny Sanchez. Johnny... Johnny was one of those guys. When I moved to LA, he was already doing it. God, he was funny. Yeah. You know, I would say that 10% of the comedians in LA, I would go, oh God, that guy's funny. Where's right? Johnny from originally? Uh, from the like Fresno area, okay. right? Central Valley. Yeah. Right. But I remember seeing him going, oh my God, this guy's really funny. Yeah. 
His characters are amazing. His his impressions, I mean, just amazing. I remember thinking to myself, God, man, this guy deserves to make it. Yeah. I mean, the guy is stupid talented, right? And he ends up 2012, 13 maybe, 14, I don't know, somewhere around there. Finally gets cast to be on Mad TV. Yeah. Finally. And I remember feeling for him joy, feeling happiness for him. Um, and, and if I'm being completely honest, there are guys that would get something, um, that would get something, and I would go, why that guy? Fuck that guy. That guy's a bad person. That guy's not that funny. Yeah. You know, that's being honest. Yeah. I don't have those thoughts anymore. I could care less. Yeah. I have grown from that. I'm saying at that time in my career, yeah. I did have a hater mentality of like, why the fuck that guy? And now it all works out in the wash. I learned, I have learned that, that that guy that got something too early or that wasn't talented or that was a dick, it all fucking works out in the end, right? But back then I would see somebody and go, that guy? That fucking guy? Yeah. You know, with Johnny, I remember going, Fuck yeah, that guy. That guy deserves it. That guy works hard. That guy's talented. That guy's a good person. He deserves it. So I was so, so happy for Johnny when he got Mad TV. Yeah. And one of his characters, the, the little Joker that he did, please look it up. It's fucking hilarious. Has gone viral on TikTok, right? Uh -huh. But um, a year later, it gets canceled. Mad TV. Mad TV gets canceled. And for him, it was back to the grind, yeah. right? Um, so again, when I started doing this theater tour, I thought, man, I want to bring with me some monsters. I want people to come to the theater shows and go, wow, what an amazing show. So I invited Johnny. And I, you know, I didn't realize this about Johnny, but man, Johnny gets very nervous. Like He was like, Steve, you're not nervous? Hey, bro, hey, dude, bro, bro. Like... He's like walking, he's pacing. Uh -huh. you know, I'm like, hey man, we bought burgers. You want a burger? I, I can't eat. I, you know, yeah. super, super nervous. And then he walks on stage and just fucking annihilates. Um, so Johnny was with me the whole weekend. Yeah. And God, it was an amazing show. So those of you that came to that show, please follow Johnny. Johnny Sanchez, very, very funny guy. We're going to have him this weekend in Nashville and Atlanta oh, I with us. That. I love both those cities. I'm bummed I'm not going. So why don't you come? Oh, Garrett has a baseball tournament. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, two more baseball tournaments for Garrett. Yeah. And then I don't have to deal with this fucking team anymore. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, but I'm so excited to have Johnny on the road. And then, and then we're really trying to bring out some really heavy hitters. You know, we had Jimmy Schubert. We had Mike Young. Yeah. Um, now we have Johnny Sanchez. I think the week after that, we're going to have good old Flippy back. Um, Flip's you know, a pro and hilarious. Yeah. And, um, oh, it's so good to see Steve Simone, too, at the rodeo. Uh, oh, Simone was so good at the rodeo, man. That dude is amazing. I like that. Catching up with old friends on this theater tour. Yep. And, and Johnny's just, he, he's a class act, man. And, and you know, easy to deal with. You know, no problems. We got to the hotel Saturday, and this is not a dig at Lori, but there was no rooms. 
right? And so I went ahead and checked in, uh-huh. and then the lady made a mistake, and Johnny thought he was just giving incidentals, and she ended up charging Johnny for the room. And then Johnny didn't care. He was like, hey, man, I'll just, you know, reimburse me. Don't even yeah. worry about it. You know, he was just so easy and cool about it all. And, and we were talking about, you know, this, th- how we struggled so much that there's such an advantage to that. Yeah. There's such an advantage a to perspective that comes a perspective that. that comes with it. Cause yeah. he was like, he's like, bro, you know how many tours I've been on where they're like, Hey, we got a suite for you guys. Like, what do you mean you guys? Well, you know, that way that we get one room. And then all six of you can sleep in the suite. You know, I mean, I did that shit. We would do that shit. You know, well, you grab a couch, you grab a chair, you get the bed, who gets the bed, who sleeps on the floor. And we'd all be there happy. Right. Oh, we're doing it. This is fucking cool. And now I get these young guys that go on the road. Well, where's my room? I don't don't get my room. You know, and it's like, oh, my gosh, just be happy to be here. So, you know, Johnny having that perspective, something like that, he was like, I don't care. I'm not not worried about it. Yeah. But we did it. We did have a wonderful weekend um, week, really. I mean, it was a, a it was a long week ooh, for you between from, the podcast and the rodeo, and then going on tour. It was it was a long stretch for you. So, with that being said, I want to wrap it up, and I do want to say one thing because we always talk about veterans. We talk about helicopters for here. Oh, uh, shoot, we got to talk about Norwegian. <gasps> yes, dude, are you a veteran? We convinced Norwegian. To give us a free cruise for one of you. No, no. It's not just a cruise. They're going fucking all out. They're going to get two plane tickets. To New York to see me perform. They get their hotel Backstage passes. that night. You're performing at Town Square. Town Square, Town Hall, Town Hall. Town Hall. And um, then the next day, they leave on a seven-day cruise, courtesy of Norwegian Cruise Lines up the eastern seaboard. Courtesy of Norwegian Cruise Lines, Helicopters for Heroes, and me and Captain Evil. So we are so excited. You can sign up by going to stevetrevino.com. There will be a button there for you to enter to win. If you are a vet, active military, or spouse of a vet or active military. Because if you're a veteran, you don't cruise with anybody else but Norwegian. They care about you. They make efforts to care about you. They give you discounts. Buy one plane ticket. Get the other one for free. It's amazing what they're doing. So I want to make sure to say that. Pick Cherries, of course. They have done giveaways for us as well. Please, please, please download the app Pick Cherries. A lot of you are like me. You just don't know where to go to listen to podcasts. You don't know how to get into yeah. listening to podcasts. Pick Cherries has this amazing cool it's, catalog. It's by category. Yep, crime, comedy, yeah. uh, sports. I mean, And no ads. No ads. So download Pick Cherries. Old Salt Coffee had it this morning. Absolutely delicious. OldSaltCoffee.com. Trevino10 is the discount code. Please, if you're going to get coffee, support veterans. Um, and then, of course, Aztec Chevrolet. God, I love those people. You know, we have become such good friends with those people. Driving back and forth through South Texas, when I pass them on the freeway, I just like when I pass Aztec Chevrolet, I just want to like honk the horn and be like, I can't stop because I have the kiddos, but I'm here. I'm and and Aztec is, is expanding their footprint. And I don't want to talk about it yet, but there is going to be another location to give these people business. So I'm super, super excited to make that announcement soon. Maybe our next live podcast will be over there. So I'm very excited about it. And, and I wanted to wrap it up like this. You don't have to have money. You don't have to have a podcast. You don't have to, you don't have to go out of your way, but 
bringing awareness is something that you can do for free. There are so many things that I did not know about the foster system. I did not know that in Comal County alone, we have 400 children in foster care. 400. Yeah. And we don't see it. We don't talk about it. 4,000 within a 50-mile radius. 4,000 children. Yeah. That the scary part is that when they're 18, there's no more help. That well, and that was what was so eye-opening when I talked to Carrie is I never thought about it. She said, you know, whatever your cause is, if it's homelessness, if it is... It all comes from the foster care. If it's sex trafficking, 70% was the statistic. Foster of, kids. Yeah. So she's like, it, it funnels in. We have to take care of these children. And what, what the state of Texas has done is that they have given these kids the opportunity to go to a state school for free. So, but, but most of them don't graduate. That's what I was going to say. They don't have the support system. That's the hard part, right? Is, Hey, you have this free college, but can you even, can you even handle the free college? How do we get you there? So helping the foster care system to hopefully give them the resources that they need and the help that they need so that they can then take advantage of the fact that they can go to college for free. So, um, just make yourself aware of, of your community what's going on in your community and, and just letting people know at the very least that, Hey, there's a lot of foster kids in our neighborhood. So that that way come Christmas, it rings somebody's doorbell and says, Oh, maybe I should also buy those toys for the foster home here in town. Um, maybe I should do a little something, right? I was, well, I was thinking we make such a big deal out of Easter. I think that maybe instead of doing a Mother's Day event next year with New Braunfels Angels, I think maybe in our family, in our community, I want to do something around Easter for those kids. Maybe we make Easter baskets or something. Well, like that. how about even better than that? Because we have such an amazing Easter party, having them bring six to eight foster kids for an hour to do the bouncy house and the cotton candy and the popcorn and the and the the um, Easter egg hunt, yeah, and the pinata, we out, you know, we'll, we'll do something for Easter. Yes, we got to do something special. So we love you guys so very much for for listening, for being on our team, and and we hope we hope to continue to gather more human beings uh, like you because we are making a difference. Thank you so much for supporting, yeah. for watching, for loving us. We love you. As always, my wife is absolutely beautiful. Happy Mother's Day because I got you a Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> you were such a Keep dick. Keep my ass dude. in shape. You were such a dick. How I, was I a dick? Because I told you, I go, I go, I go, your Mother's Day gift was I gave you flowers in front of everybody at the Wednesday show. And then you were like, oh, thank you. And no, then, and then I when you don't... got the, when I surprised you with the Peloton, you're like, you, oh my, I, you just told me that all I got was flowers. Thank you. Finally, I got something nice. I was like, dude. No. I love flowers. I absolutely love flowers. My, my grandma and my mama always said, you give flowers to people when they are alive, not when they're dead. So I love flowers and I love receiving them. But I, I don't need the big displays. I don't need the flowers on stage in front of 5,000 people like that. I don't, I don't need You it. say that and I understand that and I don't disagree. However, if I don't acknowledge you at all, there's going to come a moment where you're like, well, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> You acknowledge me every time you go up on stage and talk shit about me. I feel plenty acknowledged. I'm good. So 
I would like you guys to kick Renee's ass on the Peloton. <laughs> If you have a Peloton bike, what is your what is your call sign? Um, Captain Evil was taken. Captain Evil was taken. So I what? Yes. No. I was taken. So who I'm, are you? Who are you? <laughs> Give it back. So I am. I am Renee with an A. My I am with Renee. I am Renee with an A. Spell it all out. Oh no! It's just Renee with an A. It's just Renee with R E N A E. With W-I-T-H-N-A-N and then the letter A, Renee with an A. Okay, so kick her ass on the Peloton. I would love to hear all the stories. Send her comments, <laughs> shit on her, <laughs> pick on her. I love you, honey. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, love you. Bye, guys. Was Rick still there? What's that? I don't know. We, we didn't know. We went long. That was a good one.